Hello, I am Dr. Dao Xinli, Department Chair for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And I'm James Skoyan, Senior Faculty for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University. Please join us as we explore acupuncture points and their clinical applications. Welcome. Today we are going to be looking at a group of points that are very commonly used, and some are very interesting in what they do. And these are small intestine one to small intestine six. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Dow. Looking forward to this podcast. Excellent. Let us jump in. I think the very first point is small intestine channel number one. Saozi, saozi means lesser marsh, lesser marsh. Basically, it's a it's a it's a small pond. It means that this is the beginning of the rise of the small intestine channel energy. Therefore, they call it a lesser、uh, pond or lesser marsh,、uh, uh, a marsh. I mean marsh.、Uh, so, um, um, therefore, that's the description of the point. And this point originates from Huangdi Neijin Ninsu, and where it talk about the location of this point, as well as that it is a Jin Metal or Jin Well Metal Point of the small intestine channel. How would you locate this point? Well, like many of the Jin Well points, this one is very close to the nail. In this case, of the small finger, so it's zero point one sun adjacent the medial nail fold of the small finger. Excellent, thank you. And、uh, if we look at the actions, this point, just like a lot of the gene well point, it always can be used for fever. So obviously, it has a heat clearing function, and it's also very good for sore throat. So it is also benefit the throat. Um, interestingly enough, this point in particular actually promotes lactation. Promotes lactation.、Um, this is one of the unique、um, uh, action of this point. So it also clears heart, sedates, purges heat, open up the orifice, and activate the low uh, uh, low collaterals. Um, and um, again,、um, interesting enough, it's a it's a very、uh, important point for lactation. Very important point for lactation.、Uh, how would you use this point? This point has many of the indications you mentioned already, including lactation insufficiency.、Uh, it's for symptoms of the breasts, including painful breasts, as well as lactation insufficiency. I also, of course, would consider it for a small finger and hand issue, hand pain, for example, a local use or adjacent action. And I want to mention quickly is Jing、uh, Jing Well point. I like to use this for small intestine channel neck pain, acute especially, as well as small intestine channel shoulder pain, posterior shoulder pain, for example. Excellent. I would、um, uh, add on to that from some of the text. It talks about how this point can be used for headaches, can be used for eye issues, especially conjunctivitis,、um, for cataracts,、uh, for obviously throat infections, mastitis,、um, ear ringings,、um, and、uh, deafness. 
Um, and it's also used for, um, as you were saying earlier, stiff neck. I think later on we will be talking about some of the small intestine points, such as small intestine three, treating stiff neck. Um, this point is also, uh, can be used for stiff neck, but I personally use this point when there's a sharp neck pain, when the pain is stabbing in nature. I find that, uh, especially when there's acute stabbing pain, this point tends to be very useful. And in some other texts, it also talk about that this uh, point can also use for schizophrenia, thrombosis of the brain, uh, stroke patients, jaundice, um, and uh, these are some of the things that um, um, has been named and is one of the main or major acute rescue points in uh, Chinese medicine. Um, so I will talk a little bit about point combination. Um, we can combine with uh, bladder, uh, gallbladder 20 to treat stiff neck and occipital headache. We can combine with small intestine 3, uh, large, uh, large intestine 5, bladder 60 for stiff neck also as well. We can combine with Taiyang point and Hegu, large intestine 4, to treat any kind of eye disease or eye problems. Uh, we can combine with uh, large intestine 10 <clears throat> for the treatment of uh, upper arm neuralgia. We can also combine with uh, uh, 26, um, basically uh, governing vessel 26, to open the orifices and wake up the spirit, uh, useful high fever, febrile disease, semi-consciousness uh, type of symptoms. Uh, for lactation, is frequently combined with large intestine 4, combined with CV17 uh, to treat lactation as well as mastitis. Uh, that's the point combinations. Um, how would you uh, needle this point? Well, I like to needle the Jingro points either obliquely or perpendicularly. Uh, and I'm not, of course, needling very deeply, so it's 0.1 to 0.2 tsun. I want to mention that I can also bleed this point uh, either using a uh, three-edge needle or a, a lancet or a normal filiform needle and uh, then uh, pressing and, uh, expect it, and expecting a, a few drops of blood with it. So I like to bleed it, especially uh, for the strong neck pain that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I would add on to that, that for deficiency type of pregnancy issues when a woman is pregnant, uh, this point is um, contraindicated to use a three-edged needle in pregnant woman who has deficiency syndromes, since this is quite stimulating uh, for that situation. So, uh, uh, so uh, to be uh, to be aware, uh, what this point is an acute powerful point. Um, if you look in on the uh, classics, you will see Zhen Jiu Jiai Jin really talk about this point, um, about uh, how it is very useful for all type of fever and headaches and different kind of restlessness, heart pains, um, as well as any kind of very severe pains, especially uh, uh, migraines or neck pains. Uh, if you look at the Tong Nen Su Xue Zhen Jiu Tu Jin, they talk about this point can be used for alternating fever and chill, especially in malaria situation, uh, as well as cough and dry mouth. 
um, and continue forward, um, specifically, uh, like to use this point for, uh, in, um, um, uh, epistaxis, uh, that cannot be stopped. Very severe, profuse epistaxis. Uh, Yu Longer talk about how this point is used for any forms of mastitis, any forms of lactation issues. Um, and, uh, uh, Bai Zhen, Bai Zhen Fu talk about how this point is also very good for eye issues, especially combining with a liver back su point, uh, for this, uh, for this, uh, uh, use. Um, anyway, and, um, um, any else to anything else you might have to add? Because I got a few research things to go through, just three items here. Well, maybe after you mention the research, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, there's a research that's shown a combination of large intestine four, Hegu, Sanjiao five, Wai Guan, as well as this point small intestine one combined together can actually raise and have shown to raise prolactin level in a lactating woman. So that has been shown very um, uh, clearly clinically. Um, not only that, um, the uh, it also uh, helped to strengthen and increase breast milk productions. So we have found that the milk production also increases with this point. And uh, even more importantly, if you use electroacupuncture, it's even heightened. Uh, its um, effect is even stronger in the lactation promotion. So a lot of research really pushed this point, looking at this point in its relationship in promoting lactation, promoting lactation. Maybe a quick comment to that before my question. I, I recall an experience many, many years back when I was interning uh, with a, a doctor and uh, a patient presented with a lactation insufficiency main complaint. And uh, the doctor, during the conversation that, that I was allowed to participate in, asked me simply to use my fingernail and stimulate small intestine one. Well, the 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 clear picture of its action was shown to me because within about five minutes of that stimulating with fingernail, her blouse was wetened from the stimulation. That means the action of the point was clearly in promoting lactation. Well, Jim, that's good to know because sometimes, you know, this point can be painful when you needle it. I think some people can handle the nail pressure better. Uh, so very, very good to know. Thank you yeah. for that little tip. Let me ask the question now. If I were, if you were treating a stiff neck with strong pain on the small intestine channel, uh, where the patient maybe has trouble turning the neck in a particular direction, maybe in both directions, would you needle small intestine one on the uh, main side, the side where the muscle is mainly injured, or would you needle it on the opposite side? If I find that in my palpation that the muscles are really tight and really stiff, so it's not just a feeling but an actual tightness, I would go to the opposite side. 
Um, and I would usually, and personally, I like, you know, small intestine three very well, uh, for this kind of, uh, neck problem. I would say for small intestine one, I would reserve it for more stabbing and sharp pain directly on the neck spine. Personally, I would use this point for that kind of symptoms more than the stiffness of the neck. Oh, thank you. Great. Very, very interesting point for lactation here, as well as for neck pain and headache and all sorts of febrile diseases uh, as an acute gene, well, middle element point. Um, let's move on to small intestine 2, if you're ready. Um, we have here small intestine 2, qiangu. Qiangu means front valley, front valley. And the reasoning is because it's in front of a certain joint in the fifth uh, metacarpal, uh, where that uh, Jim will discuss a little bit in a moment. Um, basically, the, there's a little canyon, there's a little valley, and uh, this uh, point originates from Huangdi Nejin Lin Su, Ben Su Jin, basically talk about how this point is a wonderful point of the small intestine channel and it's a water element point. And uh, it's um, basically is used for many different conditions, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, so how would you uh, locate this point? Small intestine 2 is located on the medial aspect of the small finger, distal to the metacarpal phalangeal joint and at the junction of the ventral and dorsal aspects of the small finger. Great. And uh, this point is a in-spring point of the small intestine. It's a water element point. It has the action of clearing heat, relief bell, regulate qi, and activate lo. Um, since it clears heat, it also disperses wind. So obviously with that in mind, it can uh, really clear the head region, the eye palms, calms the spirit, and uh, uh, regulate qi. So these are the main actions uh, of, uh, of this point. And what are the primary indications, Jim? Well, most often I think of this as a point for the finger in the hand pain on the medial aspect of the hand or the small finger, as well as neck pain and problems related to the channel. I do want to point out that uh, this it's a relatively rare application for me, but I would consider this in a case of a small intestine fire bladder pro problem with perhaps burning on urination where the small intestine heat travels to the Taiyang channel to the bladder organ, and this water point on the fire channel of the small intestine could be used for that along with other bladder points and a CV3 perhaps, or RN3. So that would be a, a condition I don't see often or have not seen often, but a specific action for an internal organ dysfunction. I do have to agree with you. Um, it's uh, There is definitely a uh, discussion about the use for the fire heat of the small intestine depositing, depositing into the uh, urinary bladder. Uh, so for burning urination, uh, for um, uh, bleeding in the urine uh, can all be used. I would want to add on to it. This point is very, very similar um, in the sense of being used uh, as uh, small intestine one in its indications. 
Uh, so I just want to add on to that. So a lot of time, if I want to increase the effect of, for example, treating of the eye problem or ear problem, I can definitely needle some of these points here. Um, and I like your idea of uh, using the fingernails. That actually, uh, as an acupressure, uh, I think that works really well. Uh, for point combination, uh, we can combine with uh, CB, uh, GB14 Dazui to treat any kind of alternating fever and chill, um, especially also in the old day, helps use for malaria. Um, we can also uh, use the kidney 6, kidney 7 point for the treatment of acute laryngitis, acute pharyngitis, any kind of throat infections. We can also combine with Tai Yang Point uh, for the treatment of eye issues, eye pain, and eye problems. We can combine with Gallbladder 20, Feng Ci, uh, Governing Vessel 14, to wake up the brain, calm the spirit, and useful epilepsy or any kind of seizure situations. We can also combine um, with other points such as Sun Jiao 5, to treat any kind of localized uh, small finger uh, numbness and tingling. Um, and uh, um, basically, these are just some of the combination that I see that's very useful clinically. How would you needle this? This one mostly perpendicularly, although it can also be needled in an oblique direction, uh, 0.2 to perhaps as deep as 0.5, depending upon, for example, a local action. It also can be bled. Okay, wonderful. And uh, um, and this point can also be moxed. And looking at the classics, uh, interesting enough, uh, small intestine one tends to get the trophy in the sense of descriptions um, this point is not described as much compared to it, but interesting enough, in Zhenjiu Jiayi Jin, as well as Zhenjiu Da Chen, as well as in Yi Zhong Jin Jian, it all talk about how this is very good for manic as well as epilepsy conditions. So I would imagine this is a very good point for mental illnesses and, and mental uh, conditions. Um, it did also talk about lactation issues and all the other issues that small intestine one can treat. Uh, so definitely interesting how it's related to small intestine one, but also interesting enough, it's very good for also mental illnesses and manic conditions. Do you have anything else to add before we move on to the next point? Let's move on. I'm really look, looking forward to your discussion of small intestine 3. Excellent. Small intestine 3 is a very widely used point. Uh, hou xi. Hou xi means uh, back string or string in the posterior aspect. Basically, this is a, uh, a description to uh, uh, um, delineate from the previous point where is the front valley. This is the string in the back in the sense that these uh, joints, um, the metacarpal joint of the fifth um, the fifth uh, 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 finger, um, these joints are considered to be mountainous. So we are talking about the back side and the front side. So that's the description uh, of this point. Um, this point uh, originates from Huan Di Nei Jin, uh, Lin Su Ben Su Jin. Um, it's a Su 
uh, point, which we'll talk about a little bit, uh, through string point and there's the width element point. Uh, so Jim, how would you locate this point? On the small intestine channel, that means on the medial aspect of the small finger. And this one, the shoe stream point, is proximal to the head of the fifth metacarpal bone. And at the, again, again, at the junction of the ventral and dorsal aspects of the small finger. And did you, um, basically, do you, would you locate it when they bend the fingers or do you let them stretch their fingers out? Now, I know that's a useful clinical tip. Or I know colleagues who use that with the, as a landmark where the skin fold is, is created when the hand is made in loose fist. I generally palpate the, the, uh, the proximal um, head of the, or pro- palpate proximally to the head of the metacarpal bone, and then uh, uh, visually inspect the skin and needle without uh, bending, necessarily making the hand into a fist. Yeah, I do the same way. I don't usually have them bend the fist. I think bending the fist is more of helping us to locate that point. But after a while, I think we can just do it with a finger straightened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to add to that, a lot of times when points are clearly definable, proximal or distal to bones, we can look at the hand, unless it's greatly swollen, see the landmarks through the the skin surface, and then palpate, uh, if we prefer, or distract with a palpating finger, for example, by small intestine three pressing next to the needle. That's great. That's wonderful. And moving on to the characteristics, I think the characteristic is very important here. Not only that is a sous-string point of the small intestine channel, it's a wood element point, but it is also a confluent point of the du channel, the du mai. And the reason that I mentioned that is because of its connection, the small intestine three hoshi's connection to the du mai. It's that the du mai... Um, uh, basically runs into the brain cavity. Therefore, a lot of Hoshi indication you'll see later when Jim talk about it is that it can be used for a lot of mental um, uh, illnesses or symptoms. And since Du Mai uh, dominates over Yang, dominates over Biao, dominates over Win, dominates over movement, you can see that this can be used for a lot of neurological issues that's related to yang, such as fever, that's related to biao, such as common colds and common infections of virus and bacteria, dominates over wind. That's very good for initiation of the disease at the beginning. And dominate over motion. So for almost any kind of neurological issue, such as Parkinson's, um, such as uh, motion, any kind of mobility and motion issues, you can always use this point. So I must say that the Hoshi can not only reduce fever, it clears heat, it clears the heart, it calms the spirit, it regulates the channel, it activates the lung as well as that it's also governings um, the relationship between the heart and the small intestine at the same time. Um, not only that, since Ho Xi is also one of the hand um, Taiyang uh, gene point 
as you know, the Taiyang Channel, um, the 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 foot Taiyang Channel goes through the back and the waist and the lower back region. This point also has been known not just good for the neck; it's also very good for acute lower back issue because of location of it. But I'm not gonna go through all the indication because there's so much indication. So Jim. Why don't you take it away on some of the primary indication that is useful? We might be here for the whole night. Yeah, I could repeat some of the ones you mentioned, but I'll I'll mention, of course, the the headaches, the occipital headaches, or the what are often called Taiyang headaches. This could be a useful point, and I would like to mention again the neck. But I would like to point out how I tend to approach this point. One, I, I tend to approach it for upper. Neck-related problems, with the exception of Dumai pathology, of course, where it could affect much of the spine. But I'm looking more at the upper junction of C1 to C3 area, and uh, some of the insertions of those muscles at the upper end. Uh, especially, I think the, this point this point is particularly relevant because, as a hand Taiyang channel or small intestine, it could be used to treat neck pain from the small intestine itself, from the bladder the paired channel based upon Taiyang relationship, the foot Taiyang, and also with the kidney channel, which also runs through the neck and can be related to certain muscles of the neck. So again, it covers several meridians, uh, Taiyang meridians, including as the Shaoyin meridian of the foot, as well as the Dumai, as you mentioned. I tend to like to use it or find it most affected by the upper cervical spine region, okay, in comparison with other points on that channel. So I mentioned that. I do want to repeat that uh, it can be used for lower back pain as well. Uh, you mentioned that, as well as for um, uh, mental or I, I like to say brain-related problems, the relationship again to the Dumai and the brain and the spinal cord, uh, using it for epileptic seizures in combination, of course, with other points, is using it for head traumas, and a wide range of neurological uh, indications, including those, as you mentioned, related to uh, uh, disease patterns or pattern syndromes or, or syndromes like Parkinson's or maybe multiple sclerosis, etc. So a wide range indications, as you mentioned. Yeah, I, I want to add on to it. I don't even know how to begin. There's just so many conditions that this point covers. When I go through some of the textbooks, um, it's amazing just how many different things that it covers. So this is a very widely uh, used point. I want to add on to one more condition. Uh, besides all the conditions that you talk about, obviously, this point can be used for all the uh, conditions you and I talk about in small intestine 1 and 2. But there's another thing that is very good for that, is that it's very good for fungus, uh, for fungal infections, as well as any kind of dermatological infections that relates to heat kind of condition, and especially internal heat coming from the heart, coming from the small intestine. I thought I'd uh, add on to that. Um, so let's talk about point combinations. There's a lot of point combination. I'm just going to focus on uh, just a few that's mostly commonly used. For example, Ho Xi, uh, this small intestine point combined with uh, Da Zui, uh, governing vessel 14, uh, you can use that for 
fever. You can also use that for neck pain as well and neck strain. Uh, Hou Xi, we can combine with Yi Feng. I believe, am I incorrect? Say Sanjiao 17, I believe. Correct, that's um, correct. Yeah, um, uh, combine with that, that can uh, clear and open the orifices of the ear. It's a very good point to treat for ear ringing as well as sun deafness. Um, combined with gallbladder 20, feng ci, and uh, do 20 bai hui, as well as tai yang point, is very good for headache and vertigo. Uh, we can also use that point um, combined with sui gou, which is a point governing vessel uh, 26 area, and any kind of pressure point in the lower back to treat for acute lower back sprain and strain. So uh, these are some of the combinations that I found um, in different texts. Uh, how would you needle this point? Well, in most cases, I'd be needling it uh, perpendicularly, 0.3 to um, perhaps one sun at the most. But I do want to mention this case, for example, in using it as a local point to joint pathology, metacarpal phalangeal joint pathology of several fingers, I would consider needling it uh, quite deeply, going from small intestine 3, perhaps uh, as far as or in the direction of large intestine 3. So using those shoestream points locally uh, for the hand. I've also used that technique for pain and neuropathies of the foot uh, by needling small intestine 3 across towards large intestine 1. So just to put it in perspective, I'm using it for a specific indication, local or distant indication for the feet, uh, but I need to use that deep insertion to connect, if you will, different meridians of the hand to treat the low hand locally or feet. Thank you. That's uh, excellent. And uh, as a reminder, you can also this, uh, use this point for moxibustion as well. Um, looking at a lot of ancient classics. Oh my God, there's just so many classics that I actually discuss about this point. Uh, Ren Xinfen, Zhen Jiu Jiaijin talk about how this is very good for fever and chill. And going to Beiji, Qianjin, Yao Huang talk about this is very good actually for shoulder pain and for chills as well. And uh, eye issues. And you can go to Yu Longer, talk about how this is good for malaria. Uh, and actually, you can actually maxa during fever time for malaria. It's interesting. And Zhenjiu Daqian talk about how this is good for chest fullness and stiff neck conditions. Um, as well as Tong and Su Xie talk about alternating fever and chill. And Yi Zhong Jinjian talk about how nice this can be used for nice sweats. And then the rest of it, such as Tong Xianzi Yao Fu, talk about how this is good for manic and epilepsy. And uh, Nan Jiang Hu talk about the same thing. Uh, so it's definitely um, extremely uh, um, uh, very, very good in a sense that um, it's used for multiple, multiple different uh, conditions. Um, so Jim, do you have anything else to add before I um, hit well, the research part? I just have a question for you now before the research part, and that is in terms of how you needle this point. Do you needle it any deeper uh, to treat the dumai as a confluent point than you would in terms of treating a small intestine uh, channel pathology? 
I personally would use this when I use this for distal conditions such as headaches or eye problems, fever or chills, more internal medicine condition, I would needle it more shallow. In a sense, it's probably about 0.3 chun, um, the most 0.5 chun. Uh, but if I'm treating for joint issues, especially local joint issues, and if it's neck joint issue, I will be hitting about 0.5 to 0.7 chun. And that's thank how you. I do it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Would you. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just wondering if you're treating that low back pain uh, with uh, uh, Renzong or Do26, for example, for low back pain, would you needle it uh, then superficially, like uh, a, f- a distant point or or adapt yeah. its depth? Okay, okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I was wondering. I, I would do that. And also that I would probably do what you do a lot of time is um, especially Sui Gou point, uh, Renzong point, in the Gubbing Vessel 26, I would probably pinch it with a, a nail, probably a fingernail. I think that's probably uh, useful, especially when you have acute pain and you want to get going on it. And if they're, um, you're, if they're not in a very comfortable position, I think more acupressure in those points is probably quicker and faster. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about research. Obviously, the first research always has been um, next strain, uh, or the Chinese saying falling off the pillow syndrome, where somebody falls off the pillow in the night during their sleep, they wake up in the morning, their neck is stiff. Um, there's a research of using that, interesting enough, electroacupuncture on both sides of Hoshi, going one side to the other, of 215 cases, almost every single one of them has very good effect. Um, and then without the electroacupuncture, there's also research that show just manipulating the, with a sedation technique for one to three minutes on both sides for 54 cases, extremely good effect also as well. And also asking the patient to move at the same time is very helpful. So you can do it all sorts of ways. You can do electro acupuncture, you can do manual stimulation, and at the same time you can have them do mobility. Um, and it's also um, has been researched to treat for facial paralysis, uh, for facial spasms as well. Um, it's been researched also for acute lower back pain. There is a research of 1,000 cases. You can only do this in China, by the way. It's just they have so many patients. Uh, 1,000 uh, cases where that they uh, utilize Hoshi and needle toward lunch test and four. Um, I think that the research talk about how we actually got to lunch test and four. That is a pretty long needle. And I don't know how we could do it here. Uh, first of all, we're not really trained to do that here. Uh, but also is that it's a very unique way of needling. Uh, but it seems to be extremely helpful for acute lower back pain. This point is also very good for actually Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia situations. Um, uh, very good for uh, muscle fatigue and the muscle weakness. 
Um, also very good for um, um, urticaria, um, rash, um, and that's uh, um, has been used for that. Um, and it's also been uh, researched for epilepsy, for manic, for shock type of situation combining with stomach 36. So this is just some of the research that I can share with you. Do you have anything else to add, Jim? No, let's go on to small intestine 4. I'm sorry that I spent so much time in small intestine 3. There's just so much literature on that point. And uh, so let's go to small intestine 4, Wanggu. Uh, Wanggu means wrist bone. Obviously, there's a very good reason why it's called wrist bone. And uh, this uh, point is originally when it talks about the location, it talks about the source point of this uh, channel. How would you locate it? Well, this one is between the bony structures of the triquetrium or triquetral bone uh, and the base of the fifth metacarpal bone and on the junction of the ventral and dorsal aspects of the medial hand. Excellent. And how would you locate it? Do you have to turn the wrist or bend your wrist in any way to locate it? Uh, no, not for this one. On the next one, small intestine 5, that could be helpful. Basically, I palpate from small intestine 3 following along the bone if I'm not uh, able to see this point visually. And then I feel for the base of the fifth metacarpal bone and palpate further in a proximal direction to that depression between the triquetral bone and this base of the fifth metacarpal bone. So I'm palpating from small intestine 3 to small intestine 4, keeping in contact with the fifth metacarpal bone. Thank you. And um, I would say that this point, since it's a source point uh, for the small intestine channel, it has a very straight, direct action of clearing small intestine damp he, as well as it disperses Taiyang channel pathogen. Um, it can replenish fluid, stop thirst, benefit the gallbladder, reduce any kind of jaundice situation. Um, and uh, so it's a very different kind of action compared to the other two previous points. Um, so Jim, um, what are the primary indications of this point? Well, I'd like to point out jaundice as well, although it's not a frequent indication I'm treating, that would be one that relates to a dampened heat pattern of the, the small intestine. And the other would be, for me, the local action on the hand and wrist pain. Uh, I would also like to mention, as we talked a lot about small intestine 3 for the neck, I like also small intestine 4. And although uh, I mentioned small intestine 3 for the uh, most uh, the upper aspect of the neck, cervical 1, 2, and 3 area. This one comes down to the middle of the neck, getting closer to C7, but uh, uh, hitting the areas about C4, C5. So if I have a problem affecting much of the neck, I'm not just talking about the spine, but I'm talking about the muscles uh, around the spine, that I would perhaps needle both points. We haven't talked much about needling two adjacent points, but I like to needle a small intestine 3 and small intestine four together. I can see that. that. I can definitely see that used together. I do want to add on to it is that the previous point, the small intestine one, two, three, 
tends to use for a lot of the uh, upper uh, body kind of conditions. But at this point, you're going to see that you can treat more internal medicine condition going a lot lower, such as small intestine, um, SIBO issues, uh, situations such as jaundice, uh, situations such as vomiting, uh, situations such as uh, thirst, diabetes, mellitus situations, uh, cholecystitis, um, uh, gastritis. You can see <clears throat> this point starting to go into more lower part of our body instead of just going above the neck. Uh, so I just want to add on to that. Um, for point combination, we can uh, combine with uh, kidney one to treat uh, jaundice. We can combine with uh, GV14 uh, to treat um, actually wrist pain, interesting enough, um, as well as, uh, I apologize, as well as uh, we can add um, other points locally, ASI point for wrist arthritis conditions. Um, we can also combine with Tongli, which is a heart channel, heart five point. It's kind of like a combination of combining the source point and the low point of the corresponding channel to treat for clearing heat, to treat for calming spirit, stop fright, for high fever and seizure kind of condition. We can also combine with um, um, the liver, uh, liver three, as well as gallbladder 34 to clear the liver, uh, to benefit the gallbladder for jaundice, uh, hypochondria pain and cholecystitis issues. We can also add stomach 36 and spleen 6 uh, to, uh, to strengthen the spleen, nourish in and replenish fluid. Very good for DM, for diabetes, especially when thirst is an issue. We can also combine with um, uh, stomach 36 and kidney 3 uh, for shelter and diabetes. So there's definitely some combination. You can also combine with spleen point in the back suit. Um, you can also combine with Tony, uh, heart five, uh, Sanjo 17 e phone to treat for ear ringing, uh, sun ear, uh, deafness situation. You can also combine with Gubbing Vessel, uh, 14, obviously to treat, uh, neck pains as well as headaches. So a lot of combination, <clears throat> definitely, uh, for this point. And let's go on to talk about needling. I like to needle this one perpendicularly, uh, 0.2 to 0.5 soon. Wonderful. And we can also max out this point. In the classics, it talk about all the above conditions, as I've talked before. And interesting enough, in the Zabin Xue Huaga, it actually talk about how this point can be used for all the joint aches as well as all the weaknesses and muscle weakness of the entire body, entire body. So that's, uh, that's the classics. Um, anything else you want to add before I go into a little bit of research? Go into the, tell me about the research on that point. Okay. Um, two parts. The first part, <clears throat> if we needle this point, with stomach 38, we can actually use the tree for lower back pain as a combination point for lower back pain. That's number one. Number two, 
there's some there's some research that shows if you needle point, you can cause an increase of peristalsis in the um, colon, the the large intestine actually in the large intestine area. So it does change the movement of the large intestine. Uh, so this is just some of the research I'd like to share with everybody. Um, Jim, do you have anything else to add before we uh, move on to uh, small intestine five? Ready to go to small intestine five. Great. Small intestine five, yang gu. Yang means uh, yang energy. Gu means valley. Uh, again, this is, again, a contrast from the back xi point from the front valley point. Uh, basically, it, it basically denotes that this is a very young energy point, which we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, and it's very interesting how uh, origination of this point is, uh, is very good for impotence, impetus. Uh, impotence um, has been uh, known uh, to be, uh, th- that this point can be a spe- special point for that. Now, that is uh, actually, if you find that it actually was described in one of the uh, ancient classic called the Jinzhen, Mei Hua, Si Cao, in there, how this is uh, used for impotence. And um, the impotence, uh, that's why it's called a Yang Valley. So that's a description of this, uh, of this name. Uh, how would you locate this point? This one is at the wrist joint, or if I define it based upon the carpal bone and the the distal border of the ulna, it's between the triquetral bone and the styloid process of the ulna, which is the distalmost end of the ulna. And it's at the junction of the ventral and dorsal aspects of the medial wrist. So it's one of the points on the wrist joint or over the wrist joints, if you will. You know, this point is so close to small intestine 4. How can a beginner acupuncturist not make mistake in the location of this point? Well, I, I like to again suggest uh, starting by palpating the bones well, keeping the finger of the palpating hand, uh, the palpating finger in close contact with the bone. So I mentioned by small intestine 4, basically starting with small intestine 3, sliding the finger, palpating finger or fingers proximally so you get to the a base of the fifth metacarpal bone and then the space between that fifth metacarpal bone and the triquetral bone. And then the small intestine five is just keep your finger in that depression, then palpate more proximally, uh, rolling over the triquetral bone so that you're in the joint space between that specific carpal bone, wrist bone, and the stylet across the ulna. So just keeping in contact with the bone, noticing the joint spaces. Thank you. And um, I would say that this point is a gene river fire point of the small intestine channel. And uh, it has the action of clear vision, calm spirit, regulate channels, activate low, clears heat, disperse wind, extinguish wind, calm spirit again. Um, and uh, very good for epilepsy, manic, depressives, um, and uh, febrile diseases, um, as well as eye issues, hearing issues, 
oral cavity issue and teeth issues. Um, so it's interesting what this action is. Uh, basically, the main one, though, I do want everybody to know is that it does deal with yang. So the yang causes he, so he can create wind. So its uniqueness is that it can extinguish wind, extinguish wind. Uh, what are the primary indications for this point, Jim? Well, first of all, I appreciate your uh, explanations there, especially that with treating wind, uh, keeping that energetic in mind. I want to step back and uh, talk about how I, the small intestine channel is frequently used, again, for the neck and the shoulder. I don't want to just sound boring or make it sound like a repetition, but there are frequently used points, and small intestine 5 would be another of these points for, for me, the posterior neck, the small intestine, the bladder, the kidney channel, the neck, as well as for the posterior shoulder area, which I see often as to be a problem, problems related, for example, to the infraspinatus muscles or the, the teres minor muscle. Uh, those problems I see frequently. And small intestine 5 would be one of the important distant points. In this case, on the, uh, the affected uh, small intestine channel for that type of problem. Just one last step down. Uh, we've mentioned several times with uh, the use of points for musculoskeletal conditions like neck pain or shoulder. Uh, these points are most effective, I believe, when the, they're needled in combination with movement of the affected area. So if I'm treating the shoulder, I might treat the opposite side, uh, small intestine 5. That means a concrete example would be if I'm treating right shoulder pain related to uh, the um, infraspinatus where the patient might have trouble in laterally rotating the arm without pain. Uh, I might needle the opposite side, small intestine 5, so that there's free movement there. Or I might needle the same size and help the patient or assist the motion, still primarily active motion, but I would assist that direction of motion while stimulating the needle on the affected side. So just that point of treating with movement involved of the affected area i wanted to reiterate thank you thank you excellent and uh, as for point combination um, small intestine combined with large intestine 11 and sunshine 5 can be used for wrist pain as well as upper extremity atrophy as well as numbness um, we can also combine this with uh, um, large intestine uh, 4 uh, hergu uh, as well as uh, uh, GB26, as well as pericardium 6 for manic uh, depressive conditions. We can also add do 20 kidney 1, again, to be used for schizophrenia conditions. Um, we can uh, also <clears throat> uh, combine with intang, uh, combined with Bai Hui uh, for brain development in children, brain development in children. Um, so how would you needle this point? Similar to small intestine 4 at a joint space, so perpendicularly 0.2 to 0.5 in this case, small intestine 5. Excellent. And you can also max out this point. And in the classics, uh, Zhen Jiu Jia Yijin talk about how this is good for manic conditions. 
um, talk about for good for febrile diseases. Beiji Qianjin Yaofang talk about how this is good for vertigo. And Zhen Jiu Daqian talk about how, again, for febrile disease, for ear ringing and deafness conditions and tooth problems and oral cavity issues. And Tong Nen Su Xie Zhen Jiu Tujin talk about how this is very good for gum diseases also, as well as tooth problems and shoulder problems and wrist problems. Uh, so this is uh, basically some of the classics. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we move on to the next point? Let's move on to small intestine 6. Excellent. Small intestine 6. Very interesting point. Very commonly used geriatric point. Um, the name Yang Lao, small intestine 6, means to nourish the aged, support or assist the aged. Um, basically, you know, as we get older, we get blurry vision, we get deafness, we get lower back achiness, and our body gets heavy. And basically, what this point is, is good for all those uh, symptoms. And these are the symptoms for the aged. So that's why this name denotes this is a point to support and give additional support to the aged people, to the seniors. And so hence the name uh, Yang Lao. How would you locate this point? Well, I'm going to offer a location, and I want to mention that uh, there are differences of opinions in terms of exactly where the point can be needled, but I'll try to be very specific. So, of course, it's on the dorsal aspect of the forearm. It's moving away from the small intestine channel um, on the medial aspect or directly at the dorsal ventral junction on the hand. Uh, of medial aspect of the ulna. So first on the dorsal aspect. Second, it's directly proximal and lateral to the head of the ulna bone or lateral to the styloid process of the ulna. That's suggesting the same anatomical structure. It's a point which can be located in a depression which is formed when the radius and the ulna are parallel. For example, when the palm of the hand is placed on the chest. So in that position uh, where the palm is placed on the chest, the bones uh, of the forearm are parallel to each other. And first in that position, there will be a depression open for a needle. So that's where I would describe needling the point. Excellent. Thank you. Um, And uh, looking at the actions, this point, since it's a C-club point, of the small intestine, it definitely has a certain depth of a pool of energy there. And so it's used to clear the head, clear the vision, uh, soothe the tendon, activates the low, um, and is very good for uh, aged seniors where young energy is insufficient. So this is the main action of this point. So what are the primary indications? Well, I'm going to let you mention some additional indication, but I'm going to focus on neck, shoulder pain, back pain, and I'll mention also the eye complaints, which you just did as well. What other indications do you have for this point? Well, your eye problem, when you say talk about eye problem, this is a main point for nearsightedness and cataracts. Um, this is, uh, don't forget, this is still very good for acute um, lumbago, acute lower back strain. Um, and uh, as well as for arthritis conditions. Uh, Yang Lao Point is a very good point for senior citizens uh, or aging issues where that the joints are affected. Um, so I'm going to talk about point combination. 
we can uh, combine with uh, Tianzu. I believe that's governing Wessel. I want to say it's it's not 15, but I think it's um, uh, 14, I believe. I might be wrong. Um, no, I'm sorry, it's 17. Let me see, 16, 17. Somewhere around there, I, I, I need to kind of correct spot my numbers to that point. But basically, the, 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 the point is Tianzu is used for blurry vision. For blurry vision. You can combine with uh, gallbladder 20 uh, for neck. Uh, neck pain uh, for uh, neck strain. We can combine with gallbladder 20, and on top of it, uh, we can add Sanjiao uh, 5, um, not just uh, also for um, uh, for the headache, uh, facial pain, as well as for wrist pains. We can combine with large intestine 15 for shoulder as well as back pains. Uh, we can combine with pericardium 6, as well as diaphragm supoints uh, to treat um, uh, basically hiccups as well as vomiting and nausea. How would you needle this point? Well, um, that's an important uh, thing to discuss here, especially because of its anatomical position. I tend to need it obliquely in a proximal direction. I find that uh, needling it perpendicular is a bit of a challenge and the depression is often shallow and one comes very easily uh, to uh, the tissues uh, between the ulna and radius, which are quite needle sensitive. So I needle it often obliquely in a proximal direction, 0.5 to 1 sun. And if I could just expound on this before you talk about the research or make an additional comment, uh, it's important for me to needle this one to get a chi sensation, but I prefer a milder chi sensation when needling this point. That means I hope the patient, expect the patient to feel it. I feel some light degrees of tension around the point. I usually am needling it with manipulation while the neck is moved or the shoulders moved, so at the same time. Oftentimes, however, after needling it with stimulation, I'll withdraw the needle a slight amount, maybe a millimeter or two at the most, so the needle is uh, uh, less deep, if you will, and then I'll move the hand of the patient, allowing for um, me to notice if the needle is uh, comfortable for that patient. So then I'll let the patient relax their hand so that the needle does not irritate them. I wanted to mention that clinical approach because if the needle is left in the depth uh, uh, by this point, it's quite possible that the patient may move during the treatment and irritate uh, the tissue around the needle depth and around the spot where the needle is placed. I would uh, agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I, I would let the patient leave their hand in a comfortable place first, and I tell my patient not to move too much. Uh, this point, interesting enough, a lot of times we use this point for tonification, and we don't really sedate as much. And reason being is that this is actually very good for geriatric patient, and most of the geriatric patient needs tonification and not purging and not sedation. And so I just want to add, add that onto it. And for uh, classics, you can see that this point can be used for a lot of different things. But mainly in a classic, it really talk about how it's very good for shoulder pain, 
very good for hand and arm wrist issues and weakness, blurry vision, very good for stiff necks, and just an overall um, lower back issues and you just couldn't move very well. Uh, the classics really talk a lot about this. And I just want to add on to three research areas. Uh, one is for acute uh, lower back strain. Second is very good for shoulder um, uh, shoulder um, <clears throat> bursitis issues. And the, the third one is for neck pain. Um, and especially in the research of the neck pain is using very strong stimulation to treat using the left point to treat the right side and the right side treat the left left side and uh, I mean the right point treat the left side neck and mobility seems to work really really well so um, uh, so this is just some of the research that uh, has shown to be a very helpful for these three particular joint issues. I know we're running a little late now, but I would like to add two comments here. And I have emphasized the small intestine a lot by the neck and the shoulder, but I, I want to mention that small intestine 6 for me is quite an important point in, in everyday clinic uh, because I, I see many patients with neck problems. And this one would be particularly useful if the in lower insertion of the, uh, the levator scapular muscle, levator scapular muscle is affected. And that's near the upper border of the scapula. So that is often a, a key spot where the patient suffers from tension or muscle lesions or pain locally in that area. And this is a point which releases that as well. And once again, because the small intestine channel also can affect the bladder channel through channel relationship, as well as the kidney channel, which goes to the neck, I can expect many of the muscles in the posterior neck to be relaxed with the small intestine point. And again, I often find this one to be particularly effective for the neck. And the last point would be that uh, there are many shoulder problems that can be quite challenging. Uh, one of the most uh, frequently challenging problems is the adhesive capsulitis pattern of the shoulder, uh, often a late-stage impingement pattern where the patient has some pain but uh, more limitation in motion, sometimes called frozen shoulder. Of course, that means many things, but in this case, the point I find very useful when there is a, a, a pattern of adhesive capsulite, especially with the limitation in medial rotation, getting arm behind the back and or in lateral rotation. So this is a very important point for the shoulder, again, separating it from the neck in this case, and particularly by case of adhesive capsulitis. Okay, excellent. And I just want to add on to that. Then let me ask you then, you know, a lot of these points are all good for neck sprain and neck strain, right? Yeah. So how would you decide to choose this point, small intestine 6, say, over small intestine 3 or 4? Mm -hmm. For me, it's uh, clinically related uh, to the use of small intestine 3 uh, as a point near uh, the metacarpal bones for problems related to the upper part of the cervical spine, if we're talking about muscular issues. And small intestine 6, more effectively for problems related to the lower part of the cervical and upper part of the thoracic spine. So I tend to differentiate the two that way. Uh, that might be overly simplistic, but that's how I would orient myself, orientate myself to these two points. 
Interesting. I do in a different fashion that mm-hmm. usually at this point I use it for more、uh, deficiency type of neck problems. And these are usually older people that the neck has been degenerated. So it's a chronic neck issue. And while this more intense in three and four is more for the acute sprain and more younger people issue. And that's how I differentiate it. So good. Very helpful. Yeah. Anything else to add before we conclude tonight? No, I think we're, we're ready to finish. Thank you, Jim. And thank you, all of you, for listening in.、Uh, we went through very interesting points of small intestine one to six. And、um, I look forward to coming back with Jim to speak to you more about the next set of points starting from small intestine seven. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening in. Thank you, Dr. Gao. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of these acupuncture points, and we look forward to visiting with you again in our next episode. In the meantime, we wish you wellness and health.